This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Feminism in your ears. It's another broad podcast on Joy 94.9. Keep listening. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag broad on Joy 94.9. Welcome to Broad on Joy 94.9. Thanks very much to Well, Well, Well for, of course, um, having a great show there. And that was my 
Haere mai e tama with soccer practice with a Geneva Masters. And there's a connection there. We'll be speaking to Raywin Alexander later on in tonight's show. Uh, Broad would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that we broadcast from, the Kulin Nation, uh, and that includes all women elders from the past, present, and those women who will be our future elders as well. We'd also like to acknowledge with respect the traditional owners of all Aboriginal lands and Torres Strait Islander lands that we broadcast to and to pay respect to all elders and women elders from all clans and nations past, present and future. So welcome to Broad here on Joy 94.9. It's been a very uh, busy time basically. Uh, lots of things that are going on at the present uh, moment and such with... Um, Lots of uh, things that are happening presently. Uh, I just came flow, flew in, flew, not flow, but flew in uh, from the cinema after seeing something called Hidden Figures. And I know I've been ranting about it for a while, but yes, it's worth the, the rant and the rave. It's basically meet the woman you don't know behind the missions you do know. So it's about the NASA missions in the early 60s and how women of color, African-American women were involved in the computation and mathematics and and uh, basically, yeah, the logistics of getting getting it up and going. And that is, uh, of course, orbiting around the moon, talking about John Glenn and his experience and how these women were at the forefront of what happened there in the US and part of the space program or the space race, the Cold War, those sorts of things. Look, it's a fantastic film. I won't go into it in too much depth depth because I thought I would review it next week. It's not due for release here in Australia till the 16th of this month which is great. Now, if you've got any messages and you want to send them in uh, for our very mini uh, kind of a Waitangi Day special or New Zealand Day special, you can certainly do that by SMSing us 0427-JOY949 or you can phone on 1300-JOY949. You can also go on air at joy.org.au. Uh, check out the broad Twitter as well. You can hit us up there, and uh, that's pretty simple to do. It's broad fem no at broad. I never get this right away. At broad fem nine four nine. So that's at broad fem nine four nine. Also on Facebook, I'll put some links up there too because it's going to be a very busy week organising something called Broadzine. Uh, the closing date was today, people. So that's February the sixth, of course, twenty seventeen. However, if you do have some time and you do have something you want to contribute to the zine we can't afford to pay you because contributions that we make from the zine which we're going to sell it for like a couple of bucks two three dollars whatever a few gold coins there or whatever people want to give uh that will go towards a charity that is uh helpful towards women and helps women i will draw that out of the bag a bit later on or out of the hat so we can finally decide which charity will benefit the few bucks that we'll make from that because it's going to be launched on the festival day or the fair day of the Festival of the Photocopier, which is here in Melbourne, Australia. And that is this Sunday coming up, Sunday the 12th of Feb. And it's fantastic. It's going to be at the Town Hall. Pretty excited by that, actually. And, yes, you can come along. It's free to come along, purchase some zines, or go into great causes and to help people produce the very DIY. Some of them political, some of them aren't. Some of them are just fun. Some of them are very biographical. Some aren't. And uh, some are feminist. Our one is feminist. 
it's Broadzine after all. So yes, if you do want to contribute, you can uh, contact me on Facebook, either through Sonia Hammer or through the Broad Facebook. Send us a message, or you can send an email to abroad at joy.org.com. You can head to the website page, joy.org.au, and just search for podcasts there for Broad, and we'll have more details there, and, and of course, podcasts, including last week's show. So a big shout out to last week's show with Jane Connery. Thank you very much. And we also had Rain, Rain Fuller in as well. And oh, it was just great having a bunch of awesome women in the studio tonight. It is a little bit of pre-record time. We're p- picking one out right now, and that is our interview with um, Raywin Alexander. Now, she's a multimedia artist from Kiwiland, to keep it thematic, I guess, because it is New Zealand Day. It happens once a year, uh, the time of the Treaty of Waitangi or Te Teri Waitangi. Uh, maybe I'll play some music in association with that. That could be good. This is actually something. Look, it's maybe it's not very pepped up as such, but it's the St. Joseph's Māori uh, Girls College Choir, Hine i Hine. And Hine, of course, is, means girl. So, yeah, you may recognise this. If you are a Kiwi, you probably recognise it from the good old days when television used to finish at midnight across there in the shaky aisles, across the ditch, and they would play the Goodnight Kiwi, and it would be played to this track. So stick with us here on Broad. Uh, Here, Broad Joy 
You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Thank you. It's 94.9? That's it. That's the only point, 94.9. Yeah, cool. Hi, my name is... Okay. Yeah. Hi, this is Anna Rose Holmer, director of The Fifth, and you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. I'm gonna marry the night. I won't give up on my life. I'm a warrior queen, live passionately. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Yes, this is Broad on Joy 94.9. I'm Sonia taking you through for the next uh, 45 minutes. It's quarter past nine. Um, and uh, yes, we heard uh, Hine e Hine from the St. Joseph Girls Māori Girls Choir, which were based in Hastings and I live just up the road, kind of. You know, Napier. Anyway, if you know your uh, geography of Te'ika a Maui, which is the fish of Maui, who brought it up in his canoe, which is the South Island, which of course is uh, Te Waka a Maui. It is Waitangi Day 2017. And what does that mean? Well, we've put something that SBS has put together, actually, which is very interesting. Uh, we've put that on the broad Facebook page to have a read of that. But basically what it does mean is um, the treaty... When a bunch of amazing Māori chiefs signed this Māori language version, and there was an English version they signed back on 6 February 1840 in the north of, north of Auckland, a place called Waitangi, hence the name of it. A confederation of chiefs, of course, who absolutely uh, did not at that stage recognise the Queen of England or the Crown as such. Um, and what it means basically is in the two versions, there are three altogether, but in the two versions that are being recognised, the second one, the article, is that... Uh, Basically, Her Majesty the Queen of England confirms and guarantees to the chiefs and tribes of New Zealand or Aotearoa and to respective families and individuals thereof the full exclusive and undisturbed possession of their lands, and it's in a capital L, and estate, forests and fisheries and other properties which they may collectively or individually possess so long as it is their wish and desire to retain the same in their possession. But the chiefs of the United Tribes of Aotearoa and the individual chiefs yield to Her Majesty the exclusive right of preemption over such lands as the proprietors get that proprietors thereof may be disposed to alienate at such prices as may be agreed upon between the respective proprietors and the persons appointed by her majesty to treat them in that um, sort of situation now in consideration thereof her majesty the queen of england extends to the natives of new zealand her royal protection and imparts to them all rights and privileges as and being of british subjects mm-hmm that's right. That's what equality looks like in the 19th century, and it's been reinterpreted over and over again through the last 176 years. Not without some fights and skirmishes, mind you, and some flagpole cutting down. And, of course, every year it comes up to be divided, to be debated, I should say, and perhaps divide, perhaps. But that's all about the process of democracy, and I guess that's the process of uh, Māori democracy and those ideas of Indigenous de- democratic rights. So... It's a really interesting article. It's a document that is more than, I guess, a piece of paper. It does have what we call mana or spirit, and it is a living entity as well as such that it provides uh, those laws within 
what constitutes uh, the, um, I say, the relationship with the Crown. But hey, I'm talking way too much. Let's leave it to someone else to talk. And I've got uh, an interview here with uh, the fabulous Raywin, who we were lucky to chat to yesterday. So it's a pre-record, but never fear, never fear. You can meet the lady in person if you wish to. She's hanging out and about here in Melbourne, a multimedia artist and poet and fashion designer and amongst other things. And uh, let's have a listen to her and her ideas of feminism and what it's like to be an artist across the ditch here on Waitangi Day at Broad on Joy 94.9. This is Broad on Joy 94.9 and we've gone more down under than we've ever been. <laughs> we've, we've headed right south and then headed back and now we're in the Burke Street Studios here of Joy 94.9 and I have in the studio with me someone really special. I want to say kia ora to Raywin Alexander. Ah, oh, kia ora, Sonia Hammer. Mm. Mm. So you've come all the way from New Zealand to be on the show. Thank you very much for asking me. That's great. How would you describe yourself? Well, I'm a multimedia artist. Mm -hmm. I'm most well-known lately for writing and particularly writing poetry. Though I have three novels published as well and other things, essays Mm. and blog. I'm writing a blog about my trip here. Sorry, you came to Melbourne for something, apart from being on Broad. I actually came to Melbourne because I adore Australia and I wish I could live here and I love Melbourne with a passion. I've been here probably six or seven times now. I usually stay with Honeyweather and Spate in St Kilda. Mm. artist friends of mine and they are amazing they make children's playgrounds uh, James at the moment is making a children's garden in the veg oh, yeah. out community garden there that's beautiful those community gardens mm. one of the best I've ever seen to be honest uh, it's best I've ever seen mm. fantastic I just contacted a few people that I know here the Fitzroy poets who uh, perform often at the Dan O'Connell in Fitzroy and you and uh, asked what was happening so I'll be performing at um, the Dan O'Connell and on another radio show on Wednesday. And we are also doing a poetry writing workshop and po- possibly an arts communication workshop on this Saturday somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. Gosh. I've called it Folding Household Linens and Carpets is the name of the workshop because it's what it's like. Communicating about arts is like getting everything to look neat and tidy and presentable somehow or rather so people can understand what it is you're on about. And then when you get them in there, you can be as free and exciting as you like is the way I look Mm, at it. Right. Once the furnishings are in, yeah, you know that it's serious business. Yeah, you need to look organised and somehow like you have some manner of logic about you at Friendliness. the beginning. Wow, it's quite a journey. But this particular week that you're going to be in Melbourne doesn't sound like a real holiday, though. This is not like some sort of hiatus. It's Well, it's a holiday because it's a break from New Zealand. I, yeah. find, I find island life quite difficult. I'm descended mm. from French people who came to New Zealand on the Comte de Paris in 1840 and forced the Treaty of Waitangi to be signed. We were going to be given the South Island, but mm, the English yes. made us become English, so you know, we oui, we. Oui. I have a, yes, I have a few things to say about that in another language, and I feel like I, I enjoy a continent more. So but yeah, that. so since 1840, you've resided, yes, your people, our, our people, in the shaky isles. On the shaky isles, which are mm. very shaky at the moment. My house is developing little cracks in Auckland. Oh really? Mm. Oh. Every now and then, Auckland gets a little bit of a, a shake from some of the quakes a bit further south. So I guess it's all the pressure building up. 
I think so. I think <laughs> it's it, like you know. I think, I think it's being it's being held. You know, it's being held somehow by the by the earth and then let go, perhaps. But the great way. thing is for people who don't know Auckland or Tamaki Makaura, which I believe means the place of many lovers. Yes, it has a number he had a lot of, of bonks up there. Interpretations. My oh. daughter, who truly is bilingual and who sings with soccer practice, if anyone wants to look them up. How do we spell that? Because it's uh, tricky. S O C C E R, capital P R A C T I S E, and F-E. all one word. Yes. That's right. As I found out, it took me a while to look them up. I was thinking, I must be getting this wrong, but then I realized I was getting it mm. wrong. Well, she says that any name has a story, Mum. It has a story. You can't just say, you know, Tamaki Makoto is land of a thousand lovers. That's not enough. You have to know the whole story to be able to define it properly. Tereo Māori is like that. It's a bit more complicated than English, you Mm. could say, in some ways. Big, huge, enormous is what my teachers told me when I was learning Mm. it. Mm. Layers upon layers. Yes. Like a strudel. Sort of. Yeah, only I'm more like a hungy. (laughs) A strudel and a hungy. Sounds like a good idea, but Mm. perhaps difficult. But that's the challenge, and I think that's the thing about Aotearoa is the challenges that it shows significantly to the rest of the world, and that is treaty, obviously. Yes, Um, honouring the treaty. Yes, honouring. Today, Monday the 6th of uh, February, is auspicious. And why? Uh, Waitangi Day. For your people? Um, yes, in, in our country. Yes. We have Waitangi Day. People, uh, I've been to Waitangi on Waitangi Day. Wow. Quite something. Uh, all the motel owners just throw open their doors to everybody. We slept mm. on the floor of the dining room because there was no room left at the inn kind of thing. Mm. And so everyone's very hospitable and the place is packed. It's just a very small town. but And there's a great sense of peace and unity and thoughtfulness and camaraderie, I suppose you could say, hospitality, both giving and receiving goodness for each other, a dialogue between each other, so everyone feels comfortable kind of feeling. So, yeah, it's a significant day, but certainly uh, it's something that at Broad we and certainly respect and acknowledge the first peoples here, the first yes. Australians. Thank them at the beginning of my poetry reading that mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing on Thursday. I've written it all down. So that I can pay tribute. But I'm not quite sure exactly how that's done with origin people here because it's a completely different culture. Usually to be able to communicate with another culture easily, you have to have quite a lot in common. Mm. Otherwise, people just don't have anything to hang meanings on. Yeah. So how would you describe your art? I mean, particularly, I guess we're interested in the poet tree. Well, I've been lucky enough to come from a family who encouraged me to create and make things. My grandmother was a painter and her sisters wanted to be actor and um, writer. And so I came from a family that was accustomed to people creating art. Mm. My grandfather was also a great um, writer. I found out he wrote um, by the big guns on the Somme when he was a communication officer there. And Mm. I read his journal. It was very well written. And so I just grew up thinking it was all right to write and paint and draw and I just kept I also grew up thinking that you are allowed to control the the system so that you get what you want that if the school system says you can't do art in the sixth form any more than one period a week then Mm. you can find a way that you can do it three times a week which is what I did you're allowed to and so I did that and I just kept 
doing that all the time. So I kept finding ways to be able to make the system give me what I wanted to because I thought I was allowed to. I suppose that's like entitlement. You know, I had I felt entitled. Grew up with an extended family. I had quite a lot of support from some people. Though the culture itself was not. In Pākehā, New Zealand Pākehā culture was not supportive of arts there. It was more, we're going to bring you proper arts from England. Mm, even yeah, then. Mm. yeah. But I, I think that's the way to go for a happy life, is to look what, at whatever you want to do and to try to do it as much as you possibly can, really, as long mm. as you're not hurting anyone else to a degree anyway. I mean... That's that's freedom, isn't it? Would you be okay if you, you know, recited or spoke one of your poems? Okay, uh, I, I could read. I could read this one. Mm-hmm. It's called "Broken Song." Inside a tiger, inside a Rousseau painting, inside a house on fire, they're on the edge of the world, falling into myth, legend, or infinite possibilities. His pale blue fancy-wancy house with frilly edges in flames, tumbling into a canyon of stars and planets. She saw the place burning, surrounded with dark blue space, except where the except for where the conflagration dropped endlessly, a fiery streak of red and orange, trailing smoke and charred debris. Wrote it down like digging a way out and made black ladder lines a sketch of important things left behind, her determination to keep love anyway, and their to and fro with its smeary remarks in chimney makeup watching each other's backs, stains and smudges when they escaped, laughs of good dark to go on in. That's amazing. Love poem. Love poem. Yes. Broken Broken song. Broken song, yeah. Mm. It's, um, it's a little bit about Lou Reed, a little bit alluding to Lou Reed's work there. I, I'm influenced by song lyrics as well as poetry, traditional literature. I find uh, a lot of rock and roll music had some literary merit, and Lou Reed, um, Laurie Anderson, um, mm. those kinds of writers had a lot to offer somebody who liked the music. Yeah, Patti Smith. Mm. It's quite a lot of people now have are known for creating multimedia, different kinds of art. We don't, we're not restricted to one kind, one medium so much now. I think it's quite common. Yeah, to do with globalism many. and <laughs> yeah, and lack of jobs and things like that. I yeah, mean, it's just a very simple sort of level. Yeah. It's good to have different skill sets. It's cool. Yeah, then you can get <laughs> different work and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. I think artists are way ahead of everyone else in that respect because, uh, you know, you can be creative and use your imagination in many different areas. Sure. And your co-owner says that we're all artists, but we're Mm -hmm. ruined by parents and teachers. So we can be artists and be creative and make our own way in some ways, no matter who we are, no matter what we're doing. Mm. Now, if you could, because music is definitely a big part of what you do and influences you or has and does, who would be an artist if you had to choose? I know this is mean, but Uh, (laughs) that's the mean question. So Who would you choose? And what song? I mean, now, what song would resonate now? Well, this is an interesting question. I just went running through a whole lot of things in my mind. Mm. And I've ended up, for some reason, on Iggy Pop's Lust for Life. I don't know why. So Perfect. There you are. A lot of touch, you know, touchstones in the culture and the art culture and scene in Auckland. Um, I think it was, was it Zephyr? You know, look, 
You've yes. also got your fashion side of it. Yes, we had Zephyr, and um, we got into the New Zealand history mm. of fashion book, The Dress Circle, oh, Random right. House put it out. Beautiful book. I, I thought we'd have a little column in the back, and I, yeah. I was amazed to see they gave us quite a few pages and a, a full-page photo. And Cool. I've put that on the link mm. after this. It's beautiful That'll book. Be great. Another question, a feminist question, because we're a feminist show by all accounts. Um, where do you see uh, feminism in New Zealand? How is it? I think it's at a curious place because people think if you're um, a woman and you're in a position of power, then that's proof of feminism. But Mm. I do think that there are a number of what I call honorary men that get put Mm -hmm. in these positions and they're really just supporting the patriarchy, but they happen to be female rather than that they uh, definitely have a feminist sensibility. Mm. Having a feminist sensibility is not the same as just being female. So Mm. I think it's important to remember that if you're Mm. looking for equality, and justice for for everyone as much as you can, then mm. it's not enough to just be that gender or just be that ethnicity. You really do have to understand the politics and understand the aims and goals and the things that are in our way as well, how to mm. circumnavigate them or work with them or accept some things you can't change. Um, now, what's going to be fun and interesting coming up on Sunday the 12th is Festival of the Photocopier. Oh, yeah. It's the, um, well, it's the, what do you call it? Uh, it's the festival day, so it's yeah. held every year at the town hall here in Melbourne, and you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yes, Is I'm really crazy excited. It's like New Zealand's Zine Fest. Yeah, well, there's two of mm. us. Actually, there'll be three. There'll be uh, another guy I know, Matt oh, okay. Matt Emery, oh, and he collects comics from all over oh. the from the other side of the Tasman as well. Oh, I love the crowd so, that goes to there. And yeah, there'll be the about 200 material. tables actually. Wow. I think. So we're sharing a table. You, yes. Well, we're sharing. Okay, so I applied for a half table, yes. right? Yes. So we're sharing a half table. Oh, well, so there's mm. lots of events around that. So looking forward to that. Uh, and where can people go to find and see and get in touch with you? I have a website. That's mm-hmm. Raywin Alexander Arts, all one word. Mm-hmm. But if you just Google Raywin Alexander, R-A-E-W-Y-N-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, <laughs> then uh, there's a whole lot of things there about me by some miracle and you can choose what you want to look at comics and collage and writing and there's some youtube me performing and oh. things i've done with group people if you get a chance we'll put that on the broad facebook page so oh, people can you. link and connect and find out more in the internet webs of what you're up to and so thank you so much for oh. speaking to us and coming here on broad that's okay I, i'm Raymond? just really pleased to have seen you anyway i didn't realize this was all going to happen so <laughs> it's Marvellous. Thank you so much for coming on Raymond Alexander on Broad, an awesome Broad from across the ditch. Yeah, or as you say, Dutch. <laughs> yeah, across the Dutch. Across the Dutch. I just came across the Dutch to Melbourne. <laughs> All right. Thanks for speaking to us. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. From the Girlf Readers, what does feminism mean to you? Feminism is basically creating an equal playing field for all genders, races, like dismantling the patriarchy, but particularly the white heteronormative monogamous patriarchy that serves to perpetuate capitalism and, like, you know, exclude so many minorities. All right.
forgotten the women's movement? I don't deny the, the need for equality activism, including women's equality. Well, I, you know, that was right during the women's lib movement. And uh, a lot of women were going, you know, you sort of had to go to the extreme in order to get someplace in the middle uh, in terms of fighting for women's rights. I'm one of the few people who so far has kind of, I've benefited from a lot of women's hard work, you know, as women through the 60s and 70s. And any civilization that does not recognize the female is doomed to destruction. Women are the wave of the future. And sisterhood is stronger than anything. That's the crux of what Wonder Woman is. Right. Right there, that speech. She's going to be a girl kiss. And there's going to be, yeah, some sort of element of nakedness. There's something about that, uh, the goddess within that part, that secret part uh, that resides in every woman that is uh, um, a Wonder Woman, you know, that, that yearns for that independence and strength. Who was an inspiration? Oh, well, my mother, and, and believe it or not, Catholic nuns. I went to, you know, Catholic okay. school, and it was all run by nuns, and they were good women. There was none of us hateful kind of room-sticking behavior that, you know, goes on. They were good women. They were, and they're real activists, and they've been such supporters of me and my activism. You go get them, Wonder Woman. Hi, I'm Linda Carter. Hi, this is Lucy Lawless, otherwise known as Xena Warrior Princess, and you're listening to Broad. Broad on Broad. Joy Radio. Joy Radio. This is Sonia and this is Broad on Joy 94.9. 18 minutes to 10. Big thanks to Raywin, Raywin Alexander. I've put a few links on the Broad Facebook page. Just head to Broad on Joy 949 to find out more links there to her work, her artistry, uh, creativeness, fashion, music, all those sorts of things. And that was Lust for Life. Uh, A bit of a different version, a bit of a different take. The Asteroids Galaxy Tour. They're a Danish pop band and they really do like Lou Reed. And who would it's the breakthrough um, album, I believe, Lust for Life for him in 1977, and of course co-written by David Bowie, the late and the great Starman. So I want to shout out to Raywin and um, thank you so much for coming in and being on Broad. And we'll see you at the Festival of the Photocopier Fair Day, uh, which is coming up Sunday the 12th of February and that's all pretty much that's pretty much the day taken up I think around about 10am and it goes to about 5pm 4pm 5pm whatever make sure you come along say hi to our table our little table a little kiwi ex-kiwi diaspora table Uh, not desperate but diaspora and we'll have broadzine it'll be launched that day so we'll have hopefully a few copies uh, lying about so you can check those out and all proceeds will go to um, a women's charity something that's going to help women so that's always good and i will be announcing that shortly but in the meantime i'll be announcing that charity i should say an organization that will donate to in the meantime we have got a interview with the fabulous rachel maria cox and they're doing a really special crowd funder and a special ep it's all happening this year i'm telling you uh you probably have heard of Rachel before. They have been on Broad in the past talking about Sad Girls Club, which was a fantastic um, music festival 
all squashed and crammed into one day of awesomeness and a fantastic feminist uh, music label and music festival that is now in Melbourne. So I'm looking forward to the second year, which cross fingers will be later this year. So let's have a listen and chat with Rachel Maria Cox. This is Broad. And don't forget, you can message us on 0427 join 949 one three hundred joy nine four nine to phone us or email us on air at joy.org.au. Don't forget our Twitter handle is at broadfem949 and yes we're on Facebook. This is broad on joy ninety four point nine and we've uh, got the great uh, chance to speak to uh, someone we've had on the show before. We've had them on before but in a pre recorded way. I just realised it's going to be pre-recorded again. But, look, one of these days you'll be live, alive in the studio, Rachel Maria Cox. Welcome to Broad. Thanks for having me back. It's good to be here. Yeah. And that was for the Sad Girls Club, the um, festival. Yeah. Back in October, which was wonderful. Um, just a little reminder to people what that was about. So Sad Girls Fest was... Uh, a festival we had last year in Melbourne for the first time mm. um, that's celebrating um, gender diversity in the music industry, and it was amazing. It was fantastic. You know, sold out, and it was a, a huge success. I think all the all the bands and everything were fantastic. I had a great day. I know I had an awesome time. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but it does actually. Yeah. It's, yeah, like nearly five months ago. Oh. Or four months ago, I guess. Yeah, I feel I terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible. Like I, I think there's a lot of things I didn't get around to doing. Like I didn't get around to doing a lot of things, some of the uh, recordings and stuff, but uh, uh, it's been oh, a busy that's time. Okay. Yeah, that's it'll, okay. It'll be for the anniversary, like, at <laughs> the stage. <laughs> yeah, look, it was a really great event, and it felt, you know, it was a one day, but it felt like you crammed in a three-day festival into a one-day festival day it was yeah quite amazing so much work it was involved. a lot of work but it mm. all paid off good of course we'll have it again I, I am you know i'm hoping that may be the case oh yeah the the plans are in the work it's um it might be a little bit later in the year mm. just because of uh my focus at the moment is on my own music and and a mm. couple of things which is what i'm here talking about today exactly so yes your crowdfunding at the moment what is this all about i've for those of you who don't know as well as organizing festivals um i i am a musician myself i'm a singer songwriter mm-hmm. and i've previously in the past i've released two eps and i've just started almost a week ago a crowdfunding campaign to launch my first full-length record, so mm. a, a vinyl LP, a 12-inch vinyl LP. Wow. And I'm really, really excited because it's been up for a week and we're just over 30% of our target. That's amazing. I'm looking is, at it now. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with, you know, the support that people have shown. Mm. And so the next couple of months I'm going to be in the studio with my band, with my full band recording and getting this record ready to be put out on vinyl. It's really exciting for a lot of ways because it means that I can start to like delve into some more themes that you can't really get to on an EP, I guess. And also, um, you're based in Newcastle still? Yeah. Yep, happening in Newcastle, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, and yes, I think um, 
well, by the time this goes to air, it'll be 54, heading to 53 days to go for the crowdfund, okay. for the possible uh, crowdfunding. So that's fantastic, you know, to reach that yeah. goal, which I'm sure you'll do. I think, you know, most people uh, do pretty well and from the looks of it, yeah. you know, there's a lot of confidence in the project. So that's good. I mean, I have a, I have a lot of confidence. I've set the target is five thousand um, dollars. Mm. Ideally, we need actually like eight and a half thousand. But because of the way possible works, um, if you don't hit your target, you don't get anything. That's it. So, thought setting the target a little bit lower so that not only you know is it a little bit of a safety net for me, but also it means that if we just miss you know, mm. the eight five, but still get over five thousand. Like the people who pre-ordered aren't missing out, and people aren't missing out on their on their pledge rewards. And I'm very curious about some of those rewards. <laughs> I'm looking at, you know, what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, the socks. The socks, the <laughs> Rachel Maria socks. What and why? I mean, I understand. Look, I love interesting socks. I need socks. <laughs> I usually have mismatched ones. So will this suit people that are the sort of people like me who can mismatch? Can we can we mismatch Rachel Maria socks? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why not. You can wear your socks however you like. I kind of put out like a bit of a feeler on Twitter. I've been putting out a couple of feelers on Twitter for things that people might have been interested in. A friend's band up in Newcastle called Rave Tapes have had socks done before and they sell sell really, really well because... I mean, like I say, everyone needs socks and they're slightly, you know, slightly smaller and a bit more, you know, token than something like, say, a T-shirt or a record. Emo Pop describes really well, like, the direction and the sound that this record is going to have. So mm. more, the last LP did have, like, EP, sorry, did have, like, a bit of a pop feel to it, but it was definitely, like, very emotionally charged. And because this has all been written with the band in mind and written with the intention of making an album that's like thematically coherent and maybe i'm just thinking about because you're doing an ep um have you thought about the way it looks artwork that sort of thing so when it comes to like the artwork and the designs i have Mm. had some thoughts Mm -hmm. that i'm going to be working on but the thing that possible allows you to do is really like you know, post updates for people who have already pledged to the project oh. and keep people who have already pledged in the loop, you know, like post videos or post, you know, blog, little blog posts or update posts and stuff like that. I think what I was planning to do is actually, like, you know, to say thank you to everyone who's, like, committed to this record and, and mm. committed to helping out is to, like, get a couple of ideas or get a couple of, like, drafts of, of artwork, of designs for the merch especially and... and Ask people to vote, like get people's opinions. So if you pledged, you know, you do get to have a bit of a helping hand in in creating the record and what the final product oh, ends cool. up being like. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, and also Sad Girls Fest. You hopefully will have that later in the year. Yeah, too. you should keep an eye on the Sad Girls Club Facebook page because we are going to be um posting a little bit about it as as the plan kind of moves forward in the next few months. Hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll leave it there, but I want to thank you so much, Rachel. Uh, Rachel Maria Cox, for coming on, talking to us about the crowdfunding, the new uh, debut LP on vinyl, which is really mm. awesome and has a nice sensibility. And I just love the sound. I just prefer it. And yeah. um, 
And also it's something that can have beautiful artwork. That's a fantastic idea you've got there so people can get involved and support and jump on and, and make this possible. What a terrible pun. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> terrible pun. You get it all the time, I'm sure. Well, look, thanks very much for speaking to us on Brawl, Rachel, and all the best. Thanks so much. Thank you. This is Sonia here on Broad, and thanks again, Rachel, for speaking to us. Uh, it was great to have a chat with them. Uh, good luck to the crowdfunding. I've put the links up on the Facebook page, so go ahead and do that. And, of course, don't forget, people, it is actually February is uh, Black History Month, and it is also Women in Horror Month. So February is certainly an amazing time of year uh, all around the world. So Women in Horror, if you love your horror, made by women, including women, inclusive and diverse, and including women of colour, then certainly Women in Horror. Horror, woman in horror, woman of horror month uh, is something for you to check out. Just go to womeninhorrormonth.com to find out what events are happening. Uh, most of them seem to be happening in the US and Canada and so on because, uh, look, we're all so busy, a lot of us down here, and we still don't have that really um, concise group, I suppose, collective of women in horror enthusiasts and filmmakers, but we'll get there. We'll get there one day. So check it out, and they raise funds for a massive blood drive. So it's all for a very, very good cause. There's also great Graveyard Shift Sisters. I shall put that on uh, the Facebook page for Broad as well. And they look at black women and women of colour and horror and science fiction and their community there. And uh, they take a critical and cultural look from mass media representation uh, to fans, to the writers, filmmakers, the actors, and so on. And just see how accessible and how much people really do acknowledge and know about the representation of women in colour. And speaking of which, next week we'll do the review of Hidden Figures. Looking forward to that. Any excuse to play some Janelle Monet is a good thing. That is out February 16 around Australia. And yes... Well, you know, thank you once again for tuning in. I think we'll finish off with uh, Rachel Maria Cox, uh, uh, one of their songs. It's, um, yeah, look, it's a fabulous uh, song of theirs going back in the day to um, to play some of that. And it's also, yeah, it's also their EP. It'll be on their EP if all goes well. So I wish them all the best of the crowd funder. This is uh, Rachel Maria Cox and their song is called A Phone I Can't Use. I'll put it on the Facebook page as well. But also just a bit of a shout out and a personal concern. There's been a believable, unbelievable actually, a personal attack on Muslim women it's been called and that is a mural that's been defaced in Melbourne um, and this is from Miss Safar. Miss Safar of course has worked with artists like feminist artists and radicals like uh, Molly Crabapple, who we've interviewed here on Broad. Um, this is really disappointing. This has happened in Melbourne just in the last, I believe, the last uh, bunch of hours recently, and it's been defaced. And, of course, it's very sad because the mural forms part of the hashtag I am my own guardian campaign, a movement protesting Saudi Arabia's guardianship system, which prohibits women from traveling, marrying or even leaving prison without the permission of a male guardian. And so Safa's imagery featuring a face shrouded in the Saudi Shema uh, have become, you know, emblematic of the movement. Um, So it is very disappointing. I will keep you posted about 
that as it develops and hopefully they'll find the people who've done that defacing and vandalism and anti-feminism and uh, we'll keep you in touch with that as, as that story develops. In any case, have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. I hope you've had a very nice and peaceful Waitangi day if you're in Aotearoa or if you're a part of the diaspora. I hope that, uh, well, if you had a chance to have a hungry, why not? Up next, we've got Beck with Bite Me Down Under. You're listening to Broad, and this is Rachel Maria Cox on Broad on Joy 94.9.
You've been listening to a broadcast on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.